0: Hello and welcome back to Die Harder Minutes, the podcast that features your favorite movies by minutes hosts, analysing and scrutinising the greatest sequel ever. Of course, we all love it; it's not terrible at all. Die Hard Two.
1: Uh, Die J- John, I think I've, uh, I've got some. i got some. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Uh, I think I know. We we spent for like you know the past three days watching Die Harder over and over and over again. And like analyze it.
0: Oh yeah, and it was uh, it was yeah, a yeah, lot of work. Every right. every
1: second track. got worse uh, every time we went back in. But I did just read the email again, and apparently it's just Die Hard again. We're not. It wasn't the second one we're supposed to do. What? The same. The same and, we've and, done and, this. Yeah, it. I know. I know. We. It. I thought we. I thought we were free of that. But apparently, no. It's the first one again. Just different minutes.
0: Oh my god! Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in.
1: I know uh, you know, Die Harder is incredibly similar in many ways to Die Hard 1, or Die Hard, as it's commonly known. But uh, I think uh, <laughs> we're going to have to quickly rejig here and look at the uh, minute 81 of that movie instead.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll have to just do this on the phone. Right. Start over, start over. Hello and welcome to Die Hard Minute, the podcast that features all of your favorite Movies by Minutes hosts who couldn't care less about your politics. We're just (laughs) here to negotiate. Uh, And also to analyze Die Hard one minute at a time, you know. I
1: thought you were making some sort of grand statement about just like the Movies by Minutes
0: movement in general. They don't care about your politics. (laughs) It's an inclusive movement. Everyone's welcome, except (laughs) jerks. Um, But yes, hello, I am one of your hosts. I am John Parker of Bat Minute 89. Uh, I am Niall McGowan, also of Bat Minute
1: 89.
0: Ah, fancy seeing you here.
1: What are the odds? What are the odds, uh, John?
0: Crazy, crazy. And uh, yes, thank you for joining us. This is Minute 81 of Die Hard. It's, it's still going, folks. It's still going. Uh, the minute starts with one dumb schmuck and one not dumb schmuck. And it ends with Hans being called Bubby. Mm. <laughs> mm. That's not exactly what you call a man like Hans
1: Yeah, I feel though, like we're kind of we're almost like blessed with this week of minutes because this is like really iconic stuff. Like that first week we had was like, ah, oh,
0: yeah, you know,
1: this, this stuff. You know, it's it's good because it's Die Hard. Of course, it's good. But this is really like uh, as soon as I mentioned to the the guy I live with, Nick, that was like, oh, we're having to guest host like a couple of uh, weeks on Die Hard Minute We're, we're and, having to. We're having. We get <laughs> to. We get to. <laughs> Uh, I uh, the first thing he said to me, he just kind of laughed and went, Hans, Bubby. And I was like, oh, that's, that's the scene. We're going to do hey. that scene. So.
0: i tell you what. I know we're not there yet. We will get to it. But that line never particularly stuck in my mind. Really? Like over oh. the years. That's not something I've really thrown out and used in conversation.
1: Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, no, I was doing it even they the link it back automatically to Batman, but like when the the Dark Knight and they kept referring to Harvey Dent as Gotham's White Knight, I was just imagining his campaign was just him out going Gotham, Bubby I'm your White
0: Knight <laughs> <laughs> Well from now on it's it's entering my lexicon, let me tell you, Bubby everyone's going to be Bubby <laughs> although I'm pretty sure I'll get punched within five minutes just for being a smug ar- <laughs> I'm going to have to beep that out but whatever.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> I mean well to be fair cuz like, if you don't deliver it with the same I mean we're, we're jumping way ahead to like near the end of this minute but um uh, <laughs> yeah goddammit. <laughs> uh like, well it's a solid minute of just sheer Ellis sleaze, basically like him wandering in and really trying to ply his trade of, uh, if you want to put it that way cuz it's like I mean I absolutely love it. I know we'll you know, be talking to people throughout this week because it's almost as if we've recorded these out of order. But uh... what?
0: what? <laughs> no, no, don't tell them. Don't tell them.
1: But I know certain people uh, coming up absolutely just despise Ellis as a person. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I love him. I love to hate him because he is such a, it's so oily and oh, just everything. <laughs> even, even his laugh, like, <laughs> like that way of talking. Like he gets that as soon as he comes in. And there's a thing here. He repeats the phrase because uh, he comes in, you know. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm sure you're not just a couple of dumb schmucks here to snatch a few purses. Am I right? That repeat. He says, "Am am I right?" Like three times this minute. And That's a phrase I've always hated. I hit. Hate- <laughs> I'm sure that's probably from like some one of those, you know, how to get ahead in business kind of books of like make sure to pepper in phrases in meetings that are like uh-huh. to reinforce your point and to to make sure that they know you have the upper hand. So if you say, am I right? They have to go, yes, you're correct. Like it's giving you- Yeah, that's
0: like insinuating that there's no option there. You are right. Yeah. And it's making the person agree with
1: you. Yeah, yeah. So like I've not researched that, but that seems to me that's the type of thing that would be in one of those books. And that's the type of book that Ellis would read. Uh, Yeah, he is the type of guy that's aimed at 100%. And it also reminds me of, I think it's been beaten out of him now. But like as a mutual friend of me and John's, uh, Dave, who you know, he, he obviously works in very high intensity, he's a chef. And he's picked up this habit of saying yes after everything. Like so when you're saying like um oh we have to go to the trains at seven, yes? And it's kinda like making you it's making you agree with him. When there's just no
0: Yeah, even if he's wrong.
1: Yeah, but it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's like also oh, so uh, we have to we have to get up and go to this thing now, yes? And It's just like it's such an irritating thing that he does. And it's just like I've actually I, I felt I feel bad. Cause I normally try to not you know point at people's texts, but he's only developed this recently. And it is just like, wait a minute, what, what, why, why are you doing this? And I, th- he, I think his, I think I never called his genuine response. It's like I don't. What what am I doing? Like I don't th- I don't
0: think he knows that he's saying it. Oh, hang on. We should probably start at the beginning, though. <laughs> Wait, the beginning of the well, minute. Well, no, that is pretty much the beginning of the minute. That's... Uh... Well, I suppose. I mean, yeah, because the, the minute starts, we should describe it, I suppose. The minute starts here uh, with Harry coming in. He's being led to Gruber. They're finally going to have their little little meeting. Now, my first thought upon looking at this room, this is going to be very dull for anyone who hasn't worked in an office. It's very green. Mm. There's a lot of plants. Plants, 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 plants. Now, I would love that. You know, I'd be like Poison Ivy. I'd just have plants all over the damn place. Uh, I'd, I'd wear the skimpy Poison Ivy outfit too. Oh, but, save it. You know. <laughs> We've got like, three movies till we get to that one. So. <laughs> we, we will get there. But it just, it, I liked that little detail. I don't know if that's uh is that to show they're very wealthy? Because I've worked in a lot of crappy offices and you you don't get plants.
1: <laughs> I wonder if it's, uh, are they genuine though? Are they are they legit plants or are these plastic?
0: Hmm. look real but i'm not an expert i'll be perfectly honest i i don't garden all we
1: also have to think as well like you know this is a a japanese company and i guess you know because they have like they have like little kind of tree out in the lobby and stuff as well don't they or where everyone's Mm. all the hostages are being kept there's a sort of little floral water arrangement going on and uh i can imagine at takagi's office like if you wanted to go into the broad stereotypes it'd be probably like a like a bonsai tree or something. But the, then, because this is Holly's office, so I guess maybe she's like, well, I'm not going to go down that road, but I guess I'll get another a bunch of plants as well. <laughs> I don't know if it's... Because a... I would have imagined, though, in the 80s, it would have been really minimalist. They would have had, like...
0: Yeah, yeah, but this is the opposite of this, isn't it? It's very cluttered.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but th- th- it is actually, because even the desk, too, is, like, full of clutter.
0: There's a lot of stuff going on in mm. there as well. Yeah, you're right. I think it's purely, like, a a show of how well the company's doing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Cuz a lot of rich people have no taste. <laughs> <laughs> not that this looks bad, it's just they've just filled it with things. There's even a Santa Claus on the left there actually, which is quite a nice little touch. It confirming that it's a Christmas movie.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure, I don't know if anyone will have mentioned this on the uh, on the podcast itself, but uh, you know there was a uh, not too long back in the UK, they did announce that According to a YouGov poll, Die Hard was rated not a Christmas movie. Until, yeah. I think, Steve D'Souza had to come out and go, yeah, it is. And the, the, they had to go, the screenwriter himself says it's a damn Christmas movie. So there you go. It doesn't matter what the people, what their democracy doesn't matter around here. Democracy! <laughs> Sorry, I
0: just wanted to say <laughs> That's where my allegiance lies, to the Republic.
1: Well, I guess, you know, you're still in the Christmas, You know, we're recording this in the Christmas period. That does seem like a, a meme you could do of just like... Yo, Anakin, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie! And just have a little
0: Santa hat and Anakin going, If you're
1: not with me, you were against me.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that would have been genius. Oh, we've missed the chance, we've missed the boat. No, there's still time,
1: there's still time. It's, uh, up until New Year's, You're that's it, it's still Christmas, technically. And then after New Year's, it gets weird.
0: But <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, then we get Ellis saying, Two hands it's obvious you're not some dumb schmuck up here to snatch a few purses. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, great detective work, <laughs> Harry. Yeah. Batman will be quaking in his boots.
1: <laughs> I do like the yeah, end. Hans has a great, the great response of like, oh, you must be very perceptive. <laughs> just... well, the thing is with Hans is that, you know, Ellis comes in so full of cocksure swagger. I don't think Hans says anything to him throughout this entire exchange that isn't incredibly obviously condescending. Like... Oh, is, yeah, and yeah. Alice never seems to pick up on it. Like he's always he's like, Oh, I'm getting on great and everything Hans is saying it's all this, you know, you you know, it really must be like, Oh, you figured this all out for yourself. And you know, really treating him like he's a child. And Alice is really like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, man. <laughs> he's got this real
0: I think he's he's too much in his character that he puts on when he's doing business deals and things. He doesn't notice because like, Hans can tell within like two seconds that this guy is a piece of yeah. crap
1: <laughs> oh actually like even you know saying there talking to him a bit like he's a child because one thing that really strikes me about Ellis' appearance here is that you notice how kind of oversized his suit is like it's <laughs> kind of it, it looks as if it's the 80s yeah it could be that, that it was what you know it was the 80s it could also be as well that like it looks a bit like he's a kid in his dad's suit it could be maybe mm-hmm. they're trying to make a comment of like this guy's out of his element. He's coming in thinking I'm this hotshot business guy, but he's you know he's gotten a little. He, he's not big enough for these britches, kind of thing. Like he's
0: yeah. Well, that's essentially what what happens. Yeah. yeah. No spoilers, but that's what transpires, isn't it? He he thinks he knows what he's doing, but it's evident to everyone that it's a terrible, terrible <laughs> idea.
1: <laughs> but even like he says this little thing of like, you know, that the hotshot like oh you must be very perceptive and all, all this stuff, and then he has this like yeah, I watched 60 Minutes. You know, he's kind of like, I've watched this one episode of a thing. I get it. This is like Lionel Hutz going like, oh, I saw Matlock in a bar last night. The sound was off, but I got the gist of it. You know, this sort of, I watched 60 Minutes. I get what's
0: going on here, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, he kind of, it's a difficult one because it's confusing when he says, he speaks to them and says, you know, oh, you're professional, you're motivated, you're happening, sounding all cool, like business deal I mean, if it if it was a business deal, it'd be fine. But it's a, it's very confusing knowing what their motivations are at this point yeah. because he says like, you know, I don't care about your politics. Um, but what we know of Gruber and and company at this point, they are politically motivated, or so it seems. Mm. That's what you yeah. that what little you know. It's like, well, there must be terrorists or something. It seems a bit more than just a robbery. Um, so it seems like a stupid tactic to me to be downplaying that so i don't care about any of that you'd think they'd in a way want him to care about that if you believe their story which you shouldn't (laughs) it's all it's confusing it's it's,
1: it's his one sort of the straw he can grasp at is like i don't understand as much like i don't care about your politics it takes us more like i don't understand your politics but what i do understand is because you know he even says then like you know let's put it in my terms you're here for a hostile takeover all the, all this kind of stuff he's trying to bring it into his arena where he's completely again he's out of his element he doesn't know you know as we'll talk about later this week like he doesn't know these people he doesn't know the type of man the type of people that they are so it's a uh, yeah his uh and you know I don't care about your politics is very his whole approach to this is immediately skewed. <laughs> because it's just like I'm just going to discount any political element
0: to it. Because what 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 could that matter? You know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like I get what he's doing. He's like, well, that doesn't matter. I'm going to treat it like a business deal, and we'll help you get the best deal you can. Yeah. Cool. But you know, people who are politically motivated, surely that's that's the whole crux of the thing. <laughs> like, you don't want to remove that from the from the table, so to speak. So it's a very strange attitude. I'm not, I'm not sure how you would play this in real life, though. I mean. What what is the sensible option? Really? <laughs> well, <that's, laughs> Probably just don't go. Yeah, in. don't go into
1: the room. I think would be the best option. Leave it up to the people outside or the crazed barefoot guy who actually ends up saving the day. Spoilers. Uh, you know. Actually, that be fair because you know the people on the outside. Beyond one of them, everyone's screwing up out there as well. So yeah, yeah. But uh, I uh, I do enjoy though the delivery of that line. We kind of we went over there. This that whole like. Uh, You're professional, you're motivated, you're happening. Like it's such a kind of, he's saying it in such a, this is my 80s buzzword. everything that's trendy at the minute. Like, I know, me and all my buddies, we're down at the cigar club, we're coming out with this stuff day and night, you know?
0: Has he got word of the day toilet paper? (laughs) Is uh, is that still a thing? I've never actually seen that in real life. I I think
1: I bought some to like a relative for Christmas one year. (laughs) That's the closest I've come to seeing it.
0: And it had business terms on it exclusively. Is the, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, we're, we're missing a trick here. We should be marketing this to businessmen, like El oh,
1: I'm sure they probably but have heard the term "happening" though by now.
0: Well, yeah, but you know, you can update it with new terms, and you know, it, there's always new trendy business buzzwords that just annoy me. <laughs> so you'd have a new product coming out every six months. It'd be great, like you'd have a, what you yeah, know, moving forward. <laughs> so, I hate that phrase.
1: See, I, I just uh, get that in general in culture when like new slang becomes a thing. I've always got a real like what 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 instantly like an old man just like when bay became a thing that people say like I'll oh, go over to <laughs> yeah. bay's house I'm like what? what 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 is this what's wrong with the term babe what's wrong with baby why is it bay <laughs> all of a sudden
0: Oh god don't get me started on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean that's your it's, your it's your business. You you say it if you want but ah oh, yeah you yeah. <laughs> know
0: The the thing I don't understand is when people start saying it, but it seems like everybody starts saying it overnight. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and everybody understands it. It's like where where did this come from? How do you understand this? The secret Reddit meetup
1: where all these terms (laughs) are somehow spread out to the people, and one within an hour, and then it's like that's
0: (laughs) except us. Yeah,
1: somehow. Well, I'm not on Reddit
0: anymore, so (laughs) it's the it's the no bat minute club. Yeah,
1: (laughs) no bat minutes. We're allowed to the have Matt one. Bennett,
0: <laughs> <no>. <laughs> is the Dark Night minute allowed in there? I don't know. Oh, well. Shout out to <laughs> that. Um, But back to Die Hard. Um, Harry then, he he does something unfortunate. Mm. Uh, he lists a bunch of people that he speculates Gruber is perhaps annoyed at. And I won't use the words because they're all pretty racist. Well. Which is another reason to hate him.
1: <laughs> one of them's all right. One of them's just the name of. You know, the area, which is, the, again, I'll I'll give it a little shout out because for years, up until I saw the subtitles for this, I didn't know what he said. And I knew that, hmm. uh, you know, Ireland, being from Ireland myself, I knew that we got a shout out when Hans does this whole list of things. And he's like, oh, the new Provo front. I was like, oh, I don't, I've heard of Provos. I know that. That's from where I am. <laughs> but then when he goes, yeah, he said one of the things is Northern Ireland. But he says it like Northern Ireland. And I never, for years, I was like, oh, it's some, I don't know what he said there. Like, it's just some
0: term. It's... You didn't even uh, hear the shout out to your own damn. Country. Yeah,
1: it was only it was, I was watching the, the whole movie for this Christmas and for this podcast as well. And I saw the subtitles. I was like, oh my God, it's
0: not, that's what he says. <laughs> it's because he didn't say Norn Iron. Yeah. <laughs> he said Norn Iron. <laughs> if he said that, I would have gone instantly. <laughs> of course, of course. Nobody else would have a bloody clue, but at least <laughs> you guys would. Um, but he's, I mean, he's kind of on the right track despite, you know, he says, I figure you're here to negotiate, which I know they're not, but we think they are, yeah. and they're giving the appearance that they are. So although he's treating it like a like a business negotiation, it's kind of the right tactic in a way, if you get what I mean, yeah. because they say they're here to negotiate. He's figured out they're here to negotiate, presumably. So it's like, okay, he's... Maybe maybe he does want to be a bit of a hero, or does he want to save people, or does he just want to save his own skin, get a can of Coke? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Spoilers for the rest of the, rest of the week. <laughs> but uh, I, I think he does. Like I have a feeling he really thinks that... You know, Ellis is a guy who just thinks he's really, really hot stuff. And I, I genuinely think he, he reckons, like, I can... Well, he well, says, like, oh, I eat Euro trash like this for breakfast. Like, he genuinely thinks I'm going to be able to just waltz in and through my superior, you know, know, could have been like, I was employee of the month last, you know, last month. (laughs) He just thinks there's no way I won't be able to take, you know, negotiate my way through these people and stuff. And uh, yeah, so I think it's, um, everything about him is just such, you know, uh, endless stream of just been far, far, far too
0: confident. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then Hans again, he he comes with yet another sarcastic, come back doesn't he Because you're amazing yeah. you know, for figuring all this out and again Ellis does not catch on that he's being sarcastic <laughs> he's like so big headed he's he's completely blind to being insulted to his yeah, face I <laughs> was wondering
1: if he still like you could try to like give him the benefit of the doubt and be like maybe he's just like putting on a brave face and like I'm gonna stick to my guns and get through this thing or you know or is it that he's just completely so up his own ass <laughs> He says, Oblivion. Like, he's genuinely like, this guy, he
0: already thinks I'm amazing. (laughs) This is how good I am. (laughs) He probably does think it's genuine, I reckon. (laughs) He's like, oh, yeah, it emboldens him even more.
1: Then he does this business. uh, uh, It goes on about, you know, all your talk, again, dragging into business. He talks about, you know, you use a gun, I use a fountain pen. Which is, (sighs) uh, that's the thing. uh, I know you're not a fan of the show, John. But, uh, not this show, the show I'm about, I'm about to mention. <laughs> yeah.
0: I hate Die Hard, man. God
1: damn it. <laughs> but, uh, the, you know, it's a very similar thing as like an iconic scene from The Wire would come many years later when they had, uh, it was a scene of Omar's up in the stand during a, a court case. And, know, Omar, people who don't know The Wire is just like a stick-up boy. He's this guy goes around just robbing drug dealers. And this is just how he gets his kicks. And, uh... You know, the the lawyer's kinda of grilling him and he has a whole bit thing of like Oh, you know, you just benefit from this corrupt system, you know, Mr. Little. You you're an absolute disgrace and Omar's just like, Well, but just like you. And the lawyer's like, What 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 do you mean by that? And he's just like, Well, I use a shotgun, you use the briefcase. It's all in the game though, right? It's kinda of like a, you hear this, it's like, ah, oh, it's the same kind of thing. Only in the wire it works because Omar's right. And this is just like Ellis trying to think like I got this. I know what I'm doing. And it's like no, no you do not unfortunately.
0: Yeah, maybe it inspired the writer?
1: Could be. be. The entire thing was David Simon sitting. He's like, oh, like that line. I'm going to create an entire television show and then somehow write that in that a variation of that line into the second season somewhere.
0: <laughs> it was all an excuse <laughs> to do. That.
1: That's all that year years of research out in the streets checking out the different uh, the way that the drug the drug is pushed through Baltimore and whatnot, but it was worth it. <laughs> but the, oh, I no, got okay, I know you're not a fan of the show. So if anyone wants to, you know, write in the Die Hard minute to tell John while well, he's wrong about, the, <laughs> don't, you know, I've been there already. But yeah. whatever.
0: <laughs> uh, couldn't get through season one. I gave it like six or seven hours and then I gave up. I couldn't couldn't stomach another one. <laughs> But anyway, I, I'm gonna get hate mail for that. I know. Well, speaking of
1: uh, of mail, this was a. Cause, uh, Ellis comes out with a, a term then. Cause he, again, he's all about these buzz terms. Like even that, like oh the, mm. you know, you use a gun, I use a fountain pen. All this business. That's like very. That's almost like a buzz kind of thing to say. And then oh, was, yeah. he comes out with this thing of like you're looking for a piece of green mail, which was a yeah. term
0: I never heard. Uh, no, it was new to me. I'd never even noticed he said that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's okay. again, it's, just, it's up there with the na-na, all that business. <laughs> but I did look into, is this a, is this a term? And did you look in to see if uh, Green Mail was a thing? Or
0: I did not, so take it away. Yeah,
1: apparently. Let's see, I'll get it up here. Uh, Green Mail is, uh, in the practice of buying enough shares in a company to threaten a takeover, forcing the owners to buy them back at a higher price in order to retain control. So that's a stock market term, is green mail. So I guess it's like blackmail, but it's green because it's money. Oh, well, only in America we don't have green money. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's a kind of there's a kind of a bluish green tinge
0: to the new fivers, I guess. But only the five. Yeah, none of the other... all our money's different colors, people. We don't really have green. So it always confuses me for a second in a movie, American movie, when they they call it green. I'm like, what are they talking? Oh, money. Okay, yeah.
1: They <laughs> got bitten in uh, the sleepers, the guy. The guy who plays bunk in The Wire, actually. He has that really like, there ain't nothing more important than the green. That's <laughs> just one of those...
0: Say what? You know, it's really
1: poetic lines that go to the stage with you.
0: <laughs> I just think they're talking about drugs. basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the green. <laughs> Probably shouldn't go into that too much on this podcast. <laughs> but he also uses a very a strange thing. I think he's mixed up what he's saying. Because he says... You don't. You didn't expect that some poison pill was going to be running around the building, am I right? Yeah. You know, talking about John. But like, that seems like he's mixed up two different things. A poison pill doesn't run around. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know it's a metaphor, but it's not. It's not fully working. he hasn't developed this very well. You want me to be like some
1: poison pill has slipped into your. Uh, you know, I was
0: trying to think of any medication there, and my mind went completely blank. <laughs> With aspirin. Well, you could just say, you know, you didn't imagine there'd be a poison pill in the pack or something yeah. like.
1: Oh, you want to go to
0: them get like a of about it. But he's like, oh,
1: he's not that good, John. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's obviously not an established podcaster who writes the show. <laughs> um, or the, or the, or the outros. Easy. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> or the outros.
1: If I uh, came out with poison pill running about the building, I wouldn't I would sh- I wouldn't even put it in the episode. I would cut it out and be like, <laughs> shame, shame,
0: shame.
1: But anyway, <laughs> Where we?
0: <laughs> well, then we get another great line. There's loads of great lines in this one, to be honest. There's not a lot to say about them is the only problem because they're all just so fantastic. Because then it's, Hans, Bubby, I'm your white knight. I mean, I fail to see how. <laughs> like, what is he trying to convince Hans of, really? Yeah. Like, what what's he going to deliver him? Hans is willing to listen, though. That's the interesting thing. He He knows this guy's a jerk, and he's probably screwing him around. But he's intrigued.
1: I think I think it genuinely is like a he is everything about Hans here because he has this look of sort of disgust but also bewilderment. So I think he <laughs> is kind of like, I hate this man already, but I kind of want to see where this is going. So he's just like, <laughs> yeah. all right, let's see what we've got here. And uh, I guess because maybe he's on in his head already, he's just like, well, I'm going to kill him. So I know, I know where this is going, but I'm going to save her doing it but uh, i guess uh, we like we know from later in the week that like Ellis does have something he thinks he can offer in that like he is not going to claim that he's a lo- uh, lifelong friend of john mcclane and and whatnot and he does mm. have information for him but the uh, and i think that's his only that's his only get that could have been, like, the only reason he got into the room, basically.
0: Oh, you think he told the guards, maybe?
1: Yeah, because it was Fritz. It was a uh, thing we talked about the last time we on. Fritz was the one who led him into the room. So was he privy to knowing, like, oh, this guy knows who the guy upstairs is? Or was it just, like, I guess maybe Ellis would probably keep that card. He'd be like, I know who the guy is they're dealing with, but I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to the guy in charge. And He probably wouldn't have said it mm. in that way. He would have said it in the most... <laughs> <laughs> way possible and made it but, made it know. sound cool and hip yeah yeah
0: <laughs> i can help you guys but i need to speak to the big man
1: yeah i know we were um you know because you know hans boob hans Booby. i'm your white knight it's such a to, to me it
0: was always an iconic line anyway oh, oh hang on my doorbell's gone i need to go and grab that one <laughs> so- oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. Amazon parcel. Why, why would it come when I'm recording? <laughs> you need to oh. put up
1: one of, uh, Jim O'Kane's many, uh, not now I'm podcasting. <laughs> People will um, see that on your door and be like, Ooh, dear. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> And of course this is then contrasted immediately to, you know, he's talking, he leads down to talk to Carl then who visibly, oh, Carl always looks angry, frankly. But he looks exceptionally angry. <laughs> with oh yeah! Just the fact that Ellis is in the room with him somehow—he's <laughs> not even giving him a kind of courtesy smile, or anything. he's just like I, wearing it right up front. That like I absolutely hate you, like this kind of thing.
0: I would have loved to see more interaction between them. <laughs> I want to—I want to see him just absolutely furious that this guy's even been let in. Like, what <laughs> the hell is he doing here?
1: But uh, but yeah, like I think. Uh, yeah, you know, in terms of, the, you know, the, only the, merely the start of the week for us here, because it's only real, that's me in terms of actual notes for the minute.
0: Yeah, uh, so. Um. I mean, Alice, he just, he continues with another another line or two, nothing too spectacular. He just points out that the guy upstairs is, got to edit this out, f- <laughs> things up, huh? So obviously, you know, he's just saying, you know, I know that this guy, who you don't know the name of, John McClain. I know he's screwing things up for you. I'm here to help. Yeah. It's an interesting start to the week, I think, from from that kind of perspective. There's not a lot to say about it, sort of uh, technically, but it's interesting in where the story's going to go from here and where the rest of the week yeah. will go.
1: Yeah, of course, uh, we couldn't possibly say because we obviously record these all in order. But we may have some great guests
0: coming up for this week. <laughs> and, uh, no. So if you don't like us, it doesn't yeah. <laughs> matter. It's fine. There's other cool people coming. Don't worry. But if you just, you know, some,
1: for some damn fool of reason, you're uh oh, these guys are okay. By all means, you should come on over to our podcast where, you know, if you've made it this far through diehard minutes and you've not heard us pitch this already. That's a bit weird because we were already doing this for a week. But uh, yeah, we do the same thing over at Batman '89 with the currently doing it with the Tim Burton 1989 Batman film. But we're wrapping that up pretty soon. There'll be, what if? No, yeah, and then we'll take a brief hiatus, then we'll be back with Batman Returns some point in
0: 2018. So when we can yeah. be, bold. <laughs> I think there might be. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say it's there's a schedule. <laughs> there's some hiatus <laughs> projects and. In talks
1: as well, but we'll see. We'll see what happens when we get to that.
0: Yeah, well I mean, if you want to check us out, yeah, as Nal said it's Bat Minute Eighty Nine. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. There's a Tumblr we don't use, but message us and we will use it. So check us out there. And if you want to tweet this show, uh, that is available at diehard minute on Twitter. There is also a Facebook page, Die Hard with a podcast listeners limo, which I that's grown on me now. I love that. When I first read that, I was like, huh, what? But now I'm sold. It's genius.
1: I'm still trying to remember. What was it Limo with a Listener's Die Hard podcast?
0: That's right. Close enough. <laughs> and there is the website, diehardminute.com, if you're one of those folks who surfs the interwebs with your parents' permission.
1: It's just so strange, though. they went so elaborate with that Facebook group name and then just the actual site, diehardminute.com. <laughs>
0: well, you don't want diehard with the Podcast Listener's Limo.com forward slash minute I kind of um, do now oh
1: can we claim it, do we it? Just, we, we'll just have the, buy it up our, our rival site just to be like yeah damn damn right let's say rival site we're working within <laughs> we're working with this podcast
0: we're infiltrating it from within That's what it it all. Is. we're going to just funnel people to our rival site
1: taking it all down with like people going oh this week of episodes wasn't very good maybe I won't listen to the rest of them
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. If you'd like to catch up with other Movies by Minutes podcasts, not just ours, there's a whole galaxy of them, then visit moviesbyminute.com where you can find more information, all the, all the shows, billions. There's probably your favourite movie on there already. And if there isn't, make it yourself. Do it. And join us again tomorrow because we're going to be back. We will have a minute 82 of Die Hard, Not Die Harder, and we will have a special guest as well. See you then.
1: Tell me you got that. I got it. I got it. It's your heart on channel five.